Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with my co-host, Mr. Sam Ambruski, and this is Hootball Grizz. We are back with another edition of the 2020 Draft Preview Show. We done got another one for you guys. I don't even know what number this is, Sam. I was numbering them before, but I have no clue. Oh, gosh. I was keeping track of that before. We're going to say 100. It's it's. It's I am definitely not well, I don't certain know. that it's Ooh, not that many. It's not that many, but we've done quite a few. <laughs> we have. We uh we were talking about doing a big man show. We moved that up. We had Mr. John Chepkevich on. The previous episode, he was breaking down differences, strengths, weaknesses between Mason Jones, Isaiah Joe, and who he thinks is a better fit for the Grizzlies. And he dropped a big man name, Mr. Xavier Tillman from Michigan State thinking with the chemistry with Jaron Jackson that he would be a good pick at 40 if he's available. So we decided to bump this up. Welcome to the 2020 NBA Draft Prospect Big Man Show. Woo! The and big, the the big man. You ain't better than Jonas. But <laughs> <laughs> as much as Sam doesn't want to admit it, we know, he knows, deep down he knows that Jonas is not the future as the big man in Memphis. No. Just because of age. Yeah. Only because of age. So we are looking at big men. We have mostly been looking at wing players. I feel like that's what they're going to target. I'm not 100% sure. To be honest with you, Kleinman, this front office has targeted the best athlete. That's what you know. That's what I feel like they're going to do. They're going to go after the best available prospect. Depending on who that is, we'll see whenever they get to 40. Sam, obviously we're talking about Mr. Xavier Tillman from Michigan State. Yes. Who are the other two guys we're going to be talking about tonight? We have Zeke Naji, if I pronounced that right. Naji, Zeke Naji. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Oturu. Where are those guys from? Okay, Zeke is from Arizona, and Oturu is from Minnesota. All right, so Sam, lead us off. You start with whichever one of those big guys you want to go with, and we will go from there. We will start with the Daniel. We will. He is 20 years old, Brooklyn, New York, where he was born. He uh, obviously went to Minnesota. Let's just go ahead and jump into the stats here. That's what I have next. I'll give you a size. He's 6'11 with a 7'3 wingspan. And Daniel is a youngster. He just turned 20. September 20th is his birthday. Happy birthday, sir. He just turned yeah, 20 yeah. this week. So, six foot 11 center power forward, however you want to cut it. There's not, 
the NBA is getting more and more, or I guess less and less is kind of the way to go with that, position-oriented, playing a lot of different lineups. Yep. I'm actually doing something new this episode. I've started looking at a few different uh, sites as far as rankings and reading different things. And so I'm going to give you the breakdown of what I've got four sites here. We may add more to this later, but I think four is a good number. I was looking at Sporting News, ESPN, NBA Draft.net, and Tankathon, and what these guys are ranked. Uh, Mr. Daniel Turu from Minnesota, his highest rank is NBA Draft.net. They've got him at 26. And then Sporting News has him at 30. ESPN and Tankathon both have him ranked as 36th overall on their big board. So there's that. Let's go with some stats. Sam, what do you got? All right. We'll do the 1920 with Minnesota. Games played, 31. Started, 31. That's always good. Minutes played right at the 34 mark. Field goal percentage, 56%. That's good as well. He's a big guy. You want that to be high? Absolutely. Uh, Three-point percentage, 36%. Free throw percentage is right at the – we'll round that up, 71%. Rebounds, 11.3. That's what I like to see right there. Yes. Assists, 1.1. Okay. Uh, Steals, 0.5. And blocks, 2.5. And he averaged 20.1 points last season. He can score. Yes. uh, Scoring rebound. Yep. And he can block shots. Yes. so the biggest thing that pops off the page for me whenever I was watching video and reading about uh, Mr. Ataru, 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 you know how I am with names. If you Daniel. listen to any shows, I am a master at butchering names. So we're just going to go with Danielson. Hey. Hey. <laughs> His shot blocking, he averaged uh, 1.8. And he averaged 1.8 over his career, but he was at a 2.5 per game this year in Minnesota. So the size, the length, he good timing. He didn't really get into a lot of foul trouble. That That's one thing that you look at, and there's going to be a difference. You know, Jaron blocked shots at a pretty good rate in college and didn't have a whole lot of problems with fouls. NBA, Jaron has had some issues at times it seems like he's got that fix, and at other times it's like, okay, maybe not, but I'm not concerned with that. You know, I, I've never seen anybody's career get derailed because they committed too many fouls, so I don't think that that's going to be an issue. But anyway, shot blocking, like I said, 2.5 a game, that's a, that's a big number. You know, two blocks a game. Anytime you're getting over two, you're doing some work. He's got really good quickness for his size. He shows good footwork and understanding of the game. You know, closing out, he's not too aggressive. He doesn't bite on the shot fake too much. So he's doing a lot of the right things. He just going straight up, seven foot three wingspan. I don't know what a standing reach is, but at six eleven with a seven three wingspan, I'm guessing it's probably you know nine feet ish. Oh, at least yeah. So you know he he's he doesn't have to bite on the shot fake. He doesn't have to jump to contest a shot, and he knows that. So he's being smart about that. He can score. He's done a lot of uh, back-to-the-basket. Obviously, would you, he was 20 points a game mm-hmm. this year, Sam. 20.1. A lot of back-to-the-basket scoring. But th- here's the thing. He shot 37% from three as a big man. That's a respectable number. 37% as a big man. What kind of volume? Do you have that on there, Sam? I don't. That's you don't have volume? I don't have. And, and I don't. That's something I've been kind of looking at to see. I know I've got a little bit later on on one of the other guys about his volume. But, you know, 37% decent. You know, he averaged nine rebounds a game over his career at Minnesota. A little over 11 this year. 
size and length. He can rebound. But, you know, like Jaren's 6'11". He doesn't rebound. Okay, fine. You're going to pair guys with him that can rebound. You don't need Jaron Jackson grabbing 10, 11, 12, 13 rebounds a game. You don't. Not going to go off down that bunny trail. But Daniel would be a nice pairing with Jaron because he is a good rebounder. He uses his size to his advantage, as he should, and he rebounds the ball well. Some of the things some of the things that he needs to improve on, he is he's just lanky. He's tall and not very muscular, so it looks like he's gonna get kind of bullied around in the NBA. So he needs to add some muscle. That's something that will come with age. He just turned twenty, like literally five days ago at this point. He just turned twenty years old. So his body's gonna mature, he's gonna put more muscle on, he's gonna get stronger as he's work with, working with strength and conditioning coaches in the NBA. So that's not a big concern. Vanishing through contact is something with him. With his length, I would I would think, length-wise, you know, take the contact, go ahead and finish. But it goes back to the strength thing. He needs to get stronger. He needs to be able to absorb that contact and still finish. He didn't finish very well through contact. And his shot, he shot a good percentage from three. He shot pretty good mid-range. He's, you know, obviously 20 points a game, 11 rebounds. He can score and he can rebound. But his shot is kind of robotic. So he's got to work on his release. In college, it doesn't make that much difference because you're not going to, the closeouts are not going to be as fast. The guys in the NBA, bigger, stronger, faster. You've got to work on that release. So there's times when his shot can be a little bit clunky, but that can be repped out. You know, you get in with a shooting coach and you work on a motion to where you don't have any wasted movements or anything like that, and you just rep that out. I think he'll be fine there. Overall, I think he would be a really good fit for the Grizzlies because of his rebounding ability, shot blocking ability. You got Jaron that's, you know, Jaron has said, I want to be an elite defender. You get a guy like this in there and you have two guys that can protect the rim. That makes for a pretty mean front court. I'm a big, big supporter of a, of a big, of a guy that's going to play the five being able to stretch the floor. Is it absolutely necessary? No, it is not absolutely necessary. But let me ask you this, Sam. Would you rather have a big with the shot blocking and all of this that can stretch the floor or a guy that's strictly mid-range back to the basket kind of guy? Very good. Mm. Very, and I'm not taking taking nothing yeah. away from it. He does everything well. You know, he he just does not shoot the three. He can't stretch the floor. I, I like. But he he's excellent back to the basket, mid-range. He can finish around the rim above average. Would you rather have a guy that can stretch the floor or a guy that's like, okay, he this guy is good at everything he does and he can stretch the floor, or this guy is excellent down low, decent mid-range game, can't stretch the floor? That's tough because I, like, uh, I do like the three ball. Mm-mm-mm. So he does everything well. He just has he's just good at stretching the floor. And then another one that he's not good at stretch. I'd want the guy stretching the floor because that way you got more options. Sure, and that's so a back to the basket guy can be effective, but the to like today's NBA stretching the floor. I say it's not a necessity, but 
it's getting close to being that point for spacing isolation thing. You know, if you got a big, that's actually a threat, you can't have Rudy Gobert hanging around down in the paint because your big man can't stretch the floor. You know, Rudy Gobert can't cheat on defense. If your big man can stretch the floor or Joel Embiid can't cheat on defense. If your big man can stretch the floor. And so that's why I feel like it's important for the big man to be able to stretch. That's not, I'm not saying that the other archetype cannot be successful. I just prefer that. I prefer a big man that can stretch the floor that is a threat from deep. He doesn't have to shoot a high volume. I'm not saying I need him to shoot seven threes a game as a big man and shoot 40%. I I don't need that. If he shoots two or three a game and he's shooting around the 40% range, that's a big enough threat that, okay, this center can't cheat. So that helps your offense. I've got this quote from NBADraft.net, and then we'll move on from Daniel. We'll move on to Sam's second guy. Yes. NBADraft.net says that Daniel Toru from Minnesota, he's highly coachable, seems to do a very good job of working on the things that he needs to improve. That's a plus. I big fan of work ethic. I think if you get there, you have talent and you have zero work ethic, you're not going to be successful. You're playing against the best of the best. You have to be willing to work on the things that are quote-unquote weaknesses. I'll call them improvement areas. You have to be able to work on the improvement areas of your game because if you don't change your game, you're going to get left behind. Moving on. There was also, I don't remember what site this was from, but I saw one of them. They called him a poor man's LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> All right, right on. I mean, I like LaMarcus Aldridge. I would be okay with yeah, that. I do but, too, so. All right, who you got up next? I've got Big Zeke. Zeke, Zeke Najee. Right. 6'11 center with a 7-foot wingspan from Arizona. He is another young guy. He's actually the youngest of the three that we're talking about today. He does not turn 20 until January. Which is good. Young Young and young core. Super young. He's just a baby. What you got, Sam? All right. What I got, the one and the only stat line, because he only played with Arizona one year. So he played in 32 games, started 32 of them as well. Uh, Right at the 31-minute mark, his field goal percentage was great at 57% exactly. Uh, Three-point percentage is, well, we'll round that up to 30. It's uh, 29-4. So we'll right at that. 29-30% 29-30% mark. Free throw percentage, 76. Uh, rebounds, 8.6. Assists is 0.8. Steals is 0.7. Blocks is right at the number one. And then uh, points per game is right at the 16 mark. So there are more holes in Zeke's game than in Daniel. Um, a little bit younger. Oturu has played, if, uh, was he three years at Minnesota or two? two? I think he was two. two. Okay, so, you know, Daniel Toru is a sophomore. Zeke is a freshman. So you've got a year of high-caliber coaching in one. So you may see the the jumps from Zeke's one year at Arizona to going into the NBA the next year. You're going to see improvements. So size and length, he can rebound well. His mid-range game is really good. We talk about free throws a ton. Not going to harp on that, but 76% from a big man this day and age is really good. You want to see your big man shooting good. John said in the last show when he was on, the free throw percentage is generally a better tell of what type of shooter you're going to be. He was only, like, he was just under 30% from three, 
but it was a very, very low volume. He had 17 attempts. That's it. That's all the shot attempts that he took from three. Yuck. So 30% looks pretty rough, but there's not enough volume there well, to really tell if he's going to yeah. be effective from three. Uh, you know, his he obviously at seven foot, he's going to be good back to the basket. I say obviously, that's not always the case, but, you know, he is like a seven footer. He plays good in the post. He finishes well around in the rim. This is a big draw for me from Zeke Naji. I think out of out of the three guys that we're talking about today, he's the most athletic. He was 19th in col- in all of college basketball and transition scoring. He shot 83.3% on field goals in transition. Wow. So he he hustles, he gets down the floor, he finishes well in transition a 7-footer. I would guess that the majority of those shots were dunks, but still 83.3%. That's a it's a really really high number. He can absorb the contact. He uses his athleticism. There were plenty of videos that I watched where he would draw contact and kind of, you know, use his his length and go around, use the rim to protect him from the shot blocker and lay it up on the other side and get the finish or, you know, take contact and kind of spin and make a layup. So he's got a pretty good layup package already for a seven-footer, really agile. You just don't know what kind of shot he's going to have outside of the mid-range. And with the game going to what it is, again, you want somebody that can stretch the floor. If you're confident enough in the 76% from the free throw line to think, okay, his shot can improve, he can get better from deep, it's just work, he's young, you know, 19 years old, hadn't turned 20 yet. Do you see enough there that, okay, he can improve and he can be consistent from the three-point line and be an actual threat? The sky's the limit on that. At 19, man, you can see so much improvement. That That's the thing. Um, I didn't give you uh, – let's, let's go through the four sites, ESPN, Sporting News. Both had him at 36. Tankathon had him at 43 overall. And NBA draft – dot net had him at 29 overall so he's kind of you know he's got a a pretty decent range there i don't remember where i I looked at uh nba draft.net because they've they've got a mock of kind of where they think these guys are going to go and i can't remember where they had uh zeke naji going but uh, you know i I don't know obviously we don't know who's going to be available at 40 we're just kind of throwing darts at a board blindfolded taking shots um that's really, you know, like, so weaknesses, something that his shot blocking was not very good. He was under one a game as a shot blocker, you know, a seven-footer plus seven-foot wingspan, and he averaged less than one block per game. Timing, reading, IQ, some some things cannot be taught, and that's, you know, Daniel Torrey with a two, you know, over two blocks a game, timing. Xavier Tillman, he averaged two blocks a game, and he's six foot eight. You know, so th- there's there's things that can be taught, some things that cannot be taught, and so I don't know if the timing thing will come around for him or not. Do you? You've got Jaron Jackson, who is going to be a rim protector, but you want somebody that can take the load off of him as well. I don't know if you see that improve. It's really, really tough to say. I like overall athleticism and the thing that he bring things that he brings to the table. I actually like Zeke Naji quite a bit because of the ability to get up and down the floor. He can handle the ball decent. 
not great. Um, he, the shot blocking is obviously a concern, but here's another thing that with him, and I almost skipped over this. I don't know why I would have skipped over it. I've got it right here in my notes to talk about it, but he, he's not a great passer. He's not, you know, he had 70 turnovers to only 27 assists. So that's nearly three turnovers for each assist. And you can't, you can't have that big of a negative. That's something either you have vision or you don't. You know, you can watch film. You can learn stuff. Goes back to some things you can be taught and some things you can't. I don't – like some some players have vision, some don't, and he just doesn't. Maybe possibly you see that improve. I don't think you do, but I think that you have to have a big man that can pass, and nearly three turnovers to every assist is not going to cut it. So that's something that he's going to have to uh, – see a large improvement on in order for him to be effective in the NBA. We're going to jump in from him. We got Xavier Tillman, six foot eight power forward center with a seven foot one wingspan. He is from Michigan state. He is the oldest of the three guys that we're talking about, but he's not by any means old. He turns 22 in January. Sam, what he got as far as stats was Played there for three years. So, I mean, he's, he definitely is the oldest there, but stat wise, well, Mm, what do you want? Do you want career or do you want last year? Or? And you can do it however. We, right. we can talk about all of it if you want to. I don't care. Well, shoot. Let's let's see. Can, let's see. Let, let's do this. His first year, he didn't play that much. No, that's what I was about to say. He didn't, so let's he just didn't leave that one off. We yeah. can talk about his sophomore year and his junior let's year. Let's do that. And compare the numbers and see improvement areas. And there's one area where he kind of fell off, and I'm going to talk about that. But I'll let you go with the stats. And then we'll okay. we'll kind of discuss it from there. Right on. Well, in eighteen nineteen season, he played in thirty nine games, but he only started fourteen of them. He averaged right at the twenty four minute mark. Uh, field goal percentage was right at sixty. Three point was twenty nine percent. Free throw was seventy three. Rebounds seven point three. Assists one point six. Steals was right at one. Blocks is one point seven, and points was exactly ten. And then the 1920 uh, season, he played 31 games, started 31 uh, minutes per game, went up to 32 minutes. Uh, field goal percentage was right at 55, three point 26. Uh, free throw percentage was 66. We'll round that up 67. It's six six seven. So uh, rebounds a game was 10.3. Assists is exactly three. Uh, steals was 1.2, blocks is 2.1, and points per game is 13.7. Did you have steals on the on the last year? It was 0.9, yeah. Okay. Yep. So two blocks a game and a steal per game. Yep. So he's active on the defensive end. That's a huge plus. He works hard. He's a hard worker. That's one of the things, uh, a lot of stuff that I read about him is his motor, his drive. He He makes winning plays. He's diving on the floor after loose balls. He's got his hands up, he's active with his hands, breaking up passes, deflections, stuff like that that don't always lead to turnovers, but those are plays that win games. John Chepkevich was on it, and he said he really liked this guy. This is this is the thing with Xavier Tillman. We talked about vision with Zeke Najee, and I'm actually glad. Actually, I had them – I had uh, Daniel second. I was going to talk about Zeke, Daniel, and then Xavier – Sam had it the other way, and I'm glad that we went that route because 
I talked about uh, Zeke not having vision, and you look at uh, look at Xavier Tillman, three assists a game. He was really, really good in the pick and roll when he if he was a roller and the defense collapsed on him, he was good at getting that outlet pass. You know, if the he's watching if the guy is standing in the corner, if his guy dives in to help, he's hitting him and he's not dribbling the ball. And that's something in his interview he was on with John and uh, you know, John's been doing a lot of film room sessions with different guys and John was talking about that, about his his vision and he said in his freshman year, that's something that he struggled with because he would dribble the ball and then try to make that pass. And his coach was like, listen, just trust your gut. Trust that you can make that pass. And instead of putting the ball on the floor, if he's open, just fire it across there. And you could see in the video that he's doing that. You know, he's coming, he's rolling. They get him the ball. And if the defense collapses on him, he's hitting the open man. And so uh, a playmaker from the big man position is good. One of Sam, not one of Sam's favorite player, Nikola Jokic. He is a big man that is a playmaker. And I'm obviously not saying that Xavier Tillman Tillman has the same package as Nikola Jokic. Well, if he does, you better draft that man. Yeah, no doubt about it. But, you know, another guy from Michigan State that's a good playmaker from the post, and he's good on the defensive end, Draymond Green. Yep. So I knew you were going to say You know, that. it's you can like him or hate him. Yeah, I, I don't care. Numbers don't lie. He is good. He's a good basketball player. You he, need guys like him on your team to win championships. His stat lines are great too. It's yeah. eight, eight, and eight all across. I mean, it's nuts. You don't you don't have to score twenty points a game no. to be effective in the NBA. And that's you know, some of the the better players across the history of the league, we're not necessarily scoring guys. Dennis Rodman didn't score. He rebounded and he played defense. So you've got guys on this roster that can score. If you're getting a guy, especially if you're getting a big man, you want somebody that can read the floor off of the pick and roll and be able to hit the outlet passes to the guys that can make the shots. So that's where Draymond Green excels at that. He plays on a team with guys that can knock down the outside shot. Mm-hmm. So when he's rolling, he gets the ball, he sees Clay in the corner, boom, kick it out, knock it down. Or he sees Steph or whoever, he's really good at reading the floor. And Xavier brings that multiple sites that I read, multiple videos, a lot of the stuff that I've read on him said at the four slash five position, he may be the best playmaker in this entire draft. Not best playmaker overall, but in the big man but category, he's, he's probably the best playmaker. And at three assists per game, that tells you that, that he's doing something right. Mm-hmm. So Sam had something over there. With, yeah, uh, Draymond last year, this is 2019 stats, he averaged uh, 7.4 uh, points, 1.4 in steals, uh, 1.1 in blocks. Assists was 6.9 and rebounds was 7.3. And this year's, he actually averaged um, right at eight points, uh, 0.8 in blocks, uh, 1.4 in steals, uh, 6.2 in assists, and in rebounds. So, I mean, so, that's eight, not, eight and eight. You know, I, I mean, mean like that, it's not a, it's a, it's lower than that a little by a little yeah, bit. But, but those are effective numbers. Those are those are winning numbers, and that's what you want from you know. You've got to have role players. Not everybody on your team is going to be a superstar. If you have a team full of superstars. It's not going to work. Somebody's going to have to play second fiddle. Yeah. It, it's just how it is. So, 
He rebounds the ball well. He's really good on the defensive end, good playmaker, and he's playing at 100 miles an hour all the time, hustling, working hard on the offensive end, rebounding the ball. I had it where to go here. Three offensive rebounds a game. He averaged 10. He had three offensive rebounds a game, and a lot of it was just hustle. At 6'8", he's not the biggest man. He's got a pretty good wingspan at 7'1". Not super explosive, not overly athletic, but he works his butt off, and that's a good quality to have. Some things that he needs to work on is his shot. There were some things that really concerned me about his shot, and that is some of the videos that I watch, you see him shooting with two hands. That's something that he's been working on. You see it, I think his freshman year, he didn't play that many minutes, but he shot somewhere around 65% from the free throw line his freshman year. And then that improved his sophomore year at around 74%. And then it went back down a little bit this year. But he's working on it. He's working on that shot. So getting rid of unnecessary movements in his shot are things that he's going to rep out as he's working with shooting coaches. He gets in the NBA, and they're more focused on certain parts of his games. So I like Xavier Tillman. Sam, check this out, man. The okay. four different sites that I've been giving you rankings from – Check out how wide this is with okay. Xavier Tillman. Right. This is the widest by far. Sporting News has him at 23 overall. Tankathon has him at 34. ESPN at 40. NBADraft.net has him 66. I like ESPNs. At 40? Yeah. <laughs> means he comes to the Grizzlies, That's right? right? You're okay with that? That's okay. Yeah, I, I like a lot of things that he brings to the table. A lot of good stuff from him. Um, all right, Sam. I done it to John. I'm gonna put it to you, man. Oh boy! I mean, if you're at the draft, you are the front office for the Grizzlies. All three of these guys are available. Oh gosh, who you taking? Hmm. Let me look. Making him think about it. Yeah, you are. He wasn't ready. I was not. But after what we've talked about and stuff, I need to look up one thing just really quick. Same as Slack, and I'm not going to tell him who I would pick. I well, know, hang on. I just got to see what number this guy wears. Oh, I know. Are you really going to pick the guy based off of what number they wear, Sam? Maybe. <laughs> well, if we did, it'd be, it'd be Daniel. At, uh, a Zeke Naji wears 22, <laughs> Xavier Tillman wears 23, 23. and Daniel Otaru wears 25. Well, we got to go with Xavier Tillman then, so I can't pick 25 because then it'd be obvious. So, But no, honestly, based off of everything that we've talked about, like, literally, with you, I mean, looking at these numbers and stuff, I would honestly say Xavier Tillman because of the, uh, well, like you said, the playmaking aspect of it. That that could help out a lot. Sure, yeah. That, that is a, a big man that can that has vision, that can read the floor, that is not making a lot of mistakes with the ball, is going to come in handy. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, second round, middle second round, you're not really expecting a starter but you from could, from that part of the draft, but you know, look you could at, make something out of that, though. right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I actually, even with his deficiencies, I like Zeke Naji from Arizona. Man, mm-hmm. that would okay. be that would be my go to out of these three. I like Xavier Tillman. I like what he brings to the table. There's things that scare me about Zeke Naji, but I just think. As big as he is and his footwork, the way he hustles down the floor, all the positive things that he does, 
there's the the holes in his game for the most part are things that you can teach him. And so that that would be my go-to between these three. Um, I, I don't know. It's really close between him and Xavier Tillman, honestly. And that that's um, I like always. You know, we talked about chemistry early in the season when the Grizzlies were struggling to win. We talked about you know, yeah, they're not winning right now, but the team chemistry is good. So that's a you do have that with Jaron from Xavier Tillman. You know, they played together. They were you know they they practiced against each other. So you already kind of know somebody in the locker room. That's a foot up going in already. Don't know who they're going to see is the uh, the better fit or the better athlete or who would be better for the team. But that's my two cents. That's who I'm going with. Zeke Naji. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> no, I don't Possibly. Know. Yeah. I mean, we could cover 60 people. And we'd all be. And we and could still be wrong. not take anybody that we're, we're talking about. Somehow so we'll Anthony see. Bennett will get back in this and they'll like him. That was Man. the worst first-round pick ever. Let's talk about sponsors, Sam. <laughs> We're going to move on. We're not going down the Anthony Bennett path. Oh, boy. MyBookie.ag is running a special odds boost Saturday. Every hour on the hour, they're going to have an odds boost game for you to bet on. This is basically them giving you money. Free money. It's So I don't know all of them. I will give you the one that I know, and thank you, Devin, for pointing this out because I'm using this as an example. In the Kansas State football game, with the odds boost, you're going to get the Kansas State football team plus 100 points. Plus 100. That is as close to a guaranteed win as you can get without a guarantee. Go to mybookie.ag right now. They're doing this all day Saturday, September 26th. If you're listening to it Saturday morning, you still got time. Get in there, get free money. Mybookie.ag. When you go over there to sign up, use our promo code HOOPBALL. They're going to match your initial deposit. You can go in there and you can take these odds boost bets, take the money, get your deposit back, and play off of house money. Go get it. You're going to get a 100% deposit match for using the promo code HOOPBALL. On top of that, you're going to get the odds boost bets. Go check it out, mybookie.ag. Again, the promo code is HOOPBALL, and get that money. That's all I got. Sam, you got anything else? Yeah, be like Nike and just do it. I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) He always tries to sneak it in. I got it. All right, you can find the show on Twitter. It is at HoopBallGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is? It is SammyB1118. That is a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. And I do have one thing. I do. What's free up? throws. Free throws. Because I meant to p- plug it in earlier, and I didn't. Okay. But uh, free throws win, win championships, as we've said. As you've said. I've said. Everybody's said. Well, guess what? If the Nuggets made their free throws the other night, the series would be tied two to two. Oh, and the in last night's game? The the one before that. Oh, gotcha. The one where Anthony Davis hit the hit the, the game hit the Mamba shot. Yep, that's but, you know uh, we preach about that all the time. Yep. There, there are so many games that you can go back and look at that were close games, and it's like okay, 
You make your free throws, you win this game. Jokic, it's, it's that simple. Jokic missed one. He was 11 for 12. And then I believe, I'm trying to think if the guy's name is Dozier or not. I believe that was his name. Play, obviously played for the Nuggets. He he was like one for six. Dozier? I think it was Dozier. All right, hang on. Sam has no idea. I believe that's a, it's like Dozier or Dozier or something. No. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm I don't looking. think you know that roster, dude. Or maybe I don't know that roster. I don't think you do. Pull, pull it up. I'm working on. I'm it. trying to think of their rotation. You've got well, no, because that was the thing. Is like I've never seen him play until then, and they're like, "Oh wow, we can't believe that it's he's like, playing this guy." And blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay." So Jamal Murray, he wasn't a starter. He was not. He is Michael not a starter. Porter. It was, Sun, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Pull it up, dude. Because I don't. I'm, I'm bringing. Like, I bring it up right. I now. think that you've got that name wrong. I don't know who it would have been. Maybe Monty Morris. Nope. It was not more. It was. It was a Dozier. I Are can you almost, not connected to my Wi-Fi over there? Struggling. I'm working on it. He's a bum. He's not even. He doesn't even have it up. He's trying to make a point. He don't even have it up. What's going I on, know. Sam? Well, I, I made a point, and everything was fine. There it goes. Okay. Box scores. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's Dozier. It's like PJ Dozier or something like that. It, I got a P right here, but yeah, he was do, 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 do. one for five. Yep, yep. I don't even know that dude. Yep, That's PJ what I'm saying. Dozier. He was he was playing clutch minutes too. Hmm. Yeah. So who played. was incorrect, sir? Hey, I'm, I'm telling you. Hey, I, no, I know. I said cool. that I may not know the. Uh, <laughs> I thought I, I, I know the I, roster. Well, when you so. looked at me, I'm like, maybe I don't. <laughs> this is kind of my team, and uh, it, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I've never heard about him until that day. I'm just like, who? Who is this? But they should have played bowl bowl instead. Might have won. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Anthony, they they did get news tonight. Anthony Davis may not play in the next game. I hope he's okay. I just hope he misses the next three games. Dang, dude, that's terrible. He, you just want the Nuggets to win because you said Nuggets in seven. Nuggets in seven. I didn't in I, our in our initial in our initial uh, you know you did, predictions. Yeah, you, you I said Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, I think we're both going to be wrong in the Eastern Conference because it's looking like the Heat may close oh, the series out. I'm okay with that though. Yeah, I like the Heat. So. <laughs> We'll close it out. We gave you the Twitter handles. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, hammer and nail coffin this baby. Yeah, three more games. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite.